It was the year of fans. The year of newbies. The year we reviewed the show with love. It was the year of predictions. The year of great feedback. The year of puns. And the year of memes. It was a new season. It was a podcast of future history. It was a year absolutely nothing changed. The year is 2015. The show down below. Again, everyone, welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Heidi. I'm Beth. And Ian will be joining us soon, but we are very pleased to be joined again by the Krakovian Beer fan. Say hello to Melanie. Hello, Melanie. Hi, guys. Hi, Melanie. Welcome back. Yes. I can kind of guess, while I was watching the episode, I can kind of guess why you might have picked this episode. Uh, it's a good episode. Melanie, did you dress up for... Do you guys celebrate Halloween? I don't know. And we don't celebrate the same day U.S. Same same day? Uh, no, it's uh, more of a religious holiday here. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. Mm, okay. Hmm. You just turned it into a party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dress up. And it, it felt like I was dressing up for Halloween events for like a month leading up to Halloween, so I didn't actually dress up for Halloween. <laughs> like, and now it's Christmas time. It's like, whatever happened to Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. That's true. Anyway, so today we are here to discuss episode five of season four, The Long Night. But first, a word from the ISN Underground. This is an ISN Underground Report. Centauri Prime is in shock today as news of Emperor Cartagia's death reaches the citizens of the Centauri Republic. While official reports peg his death on Narnia to natural causes, there are rumors in some circles that he may have been assassinated. On Babylon 5, we hear that Captain Sheridan's Coalition of Worlds may be planning an imminent strike against the so-called Vorlon Planet Killer. However, other reports point to the Shadows as the target of the Coalition. One name that came up in multiple reports, Coriana Six. We'll bring you more news as soon as it happens. Good night, and stroke off. Do you ever wonder when Spider-Man goes to the bathroom if the toilet paper sticks to his fingers? Do you ever wonder why Superman wears his underwear outside of his pants? My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock! And he's the nerd. And we're your hosts for the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we sometimes try to attempt to answer these questions. This is a full spoiler podcast, and we swear a lot. Check it out for awesome geek news, interviews, and comic book reviews. Visit jockandnerd.com. We are your superhero TV, movies, and comic book culture curators. Boom. Jockandnerd.com. Jockandnerd! So, The Long Night originally aired January 27, 1997. It's about a two-month break since the last episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. That was the year I graduated from high school. Well... Congratulations. <laughs> You're <laughs> old. So. I'm, oh, I'm officially old. Oh, hello. Hi, Ian. Hey, Ian. Hi. Oh, sorry, I'm late. Ah, uh, no problem. We just got to the ISN. Uh, okay, so you just on the opening. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you haven't even so discussed anything yet. No. No. Okay. Just the fact that Will is old. Yeah, this mm-hmm. this this the year I graduated from high school in 1997. Oh. <laughs> and I haven't changed now. <laughs> <laughs> um, still a kid. So this episode was directed by John Lafia. He co-wrote Child's Play. What? And he <laughs> he's credited for coming up with the name Chucky and coming up with the phrase, Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? Oh. <laughs> well, he could just retire after that. 
he directed Child's Play too. He also directed like those mini series. I think they're on NBC, Ten Point Five and Ten Point Five Apocalypse. I actually like Ten Point Five, even though it got really bad reviews. And Definitely would never, remember this. Never saw the second one. Yeah, Earthquakey. Oh, not a ten. This is Ten Point Five. Yeah. <laughs> it goes up to eleven. <laughs> It was written by JMS. I don't know why I put JMS in parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change that right now. Um, so let's get started with the recap. Okay, so I'm using the Lurker's Guide recap because I just did not feel like writing a recap on Saturday night, on Halloween night. Well, too bad. It's fun talking about Babylon 5, but it's not fun writing recaps <laughs> on Saturday night. Stuff to do. Yeah, I anyway. actually only watched it once. Um, I did too. This is gonna be yeah, fun. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, I watched it once, like during the middle of the week. Wish I had more time during the week to do this. Anyway, so the episode begins with um, was it the coalition? Um, a voiceover from um Sheridan describing the events of what's going on. And then it's in CNC with um, Sheridan and um, Ivanova. Yeah, so the shadows are finally doing something, or they're reacting to the Borlon planet killer. So they're attacking Borlon supporters, right? Sure. Yeah. I watched this and- last night after the concert, so <sighs> I'm going to go with that. So there's this death cloud. So this is the sh- okay yeah the they're watching footage of a death cloud killing all sentient life on the planet and Sheridan saying oh it's giants in the in the playground okay that's what was going on see uh, yeah. I saw it happening but I was like I don't get it <laughs> what's that thing so yeah it's the shadows version of a planet killer yeah okay so everybody has one right. They bought the plans from the evil yeah. empire. The <laughs> planet killer colony that just right. makes planet killers. Yeah. Well, if there's a planet that makes planets, there's got to be the demolition planet that makes planet killers. Mm-hmm. It's that time of year, listeners, where I'll be on Benadryl some week, so... <laughs> so be prepared. Bear with me. <laughs> um, so on Narn, Lundo is meeting... He's having a secret meeting with the Centauri leaders, and yeah. he and Veer explain they need to get rid of Cartaja today, or the shadows are gonna, uh, yeah. shadows are gonna get um, them killed. It's not just um, Lando and Veer who's planning this; they've got yeah, yeah. They've, got a, they've got a big faction of people ready to take out the Emperor. Yeah, that was so good to see. I guess. Yeah. I mean, come on, have you met him? The whole planet should be on their side. <laughs> really? There should be like a stadium. Yeah, and they do actually mention uh, the point, yeah, you're the one who put him on the throne. Yeah. 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 Reefer Madness. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, so, Ivanova... Oh, but, but Londo mentioned something like he's going to pay in the afterlife. So, yeah. did, did we know that they believe in an afterlife? I don't know. I think Centauri, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, yeah. It's we know very little. He, yeah, he says that, like he believes it. Or maybe he's just saying it to be like, okay, yeah, I'll pay. <laughs> I'll pay in the future. Uh, most of the time when we hear about Centauri religion is the great maker and the fact that some emperors become gods. Yeah. I think that Londo believes that he'll pay. I mean, I think that he... Uh, is very regretful for the things that he has done and knows that he's, you know, messed up big time, but that there's really not a whole lot he can do about it to fix it. Mm. Well, that's actually one of the things going through this episode, that Londo's ultra-aware of the things he's done that have, you know, cost him a lot and, you know, have been really bad decisions, but he's got to live with them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even though he's doing these things to um, try and help, he doesn't believe, I don't think, that he's going to take it back. You know, like that he's going to, I don't know, atone for his past sins or whatever. Oh. (laughs) 
Yeah, I just find it interesting to see, you know, to to see what people believe. And and I wasn't ever really sure if Londo truly believed, you know, mm-hmm. in his great maker or whatever. You know, you never really can tell. But he seemed to say it kind of like how he he believed that he was mm-hmm. when he died, he was going to there was going to be an afterlife and he was going to atone for. His yeah, sins. in the past, he's been quite flippant about um, the Centauri gods because he makes a comment at some point of how many gods do we have now? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, 42 or something? And how many have I offended to have this happen to me? Yeah. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ivanova finds the captain and talking about how Sheridan must be proud that because he's assembled the greatest fleet in the galaxy's ever seen. and But he has something he wants her to do. He doesn't want her to come with him. He wants her to go uh, finish tracking down the remaining first ones because Lorien says there's still more. Because that keeps going so well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's really good at finding them. Yeah, she always finds them. Maybe there's something there. Maybe she has some kind of, well, I don't know. She has radar. <laughs> Knack for, she has a god, yeah, exactly, god radar. Yeah. Well, maybe they appreciate how awesome Ivanova really is. <laughs> maybe. Um, she tells a story about when she was a child and she her mother told her to wait at her neighbor's house and her mother never came back and that was the day her mother killed herself, so she never wants to be left behind again. So she makes Sheridan promise that she will be there when the final battle happens. Yeah, that was super sad. I know, it's like total, <laughs> that's the worst guilt trip ever. Yeah. Yeah, sad story, but great moment for because <laughs> it all leads to her saying, don't cod me, I know what I'm capable of all doing, you know, I can do this. And let me do it. Yeah. Yep. So on Narn in the throne room that they've recreated. <laughs> AKA the set. Yeah. It's <laughs> wow, exactly like our other throne room. Yeah. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> I don't want to build a new set on Narn, so let's just say that they recreated. <laughs> um, so he's accepted. Uh, he's excited. He, uh, Cartagia says that when he gets godhood, he wants Londo to be his high priest. They're not going to be on Centauri Prime. Oh, of course yeah, not. Um, Cartagia's <laughs> not stupid. I just uh, think I really was going <laughs> to... Uh, uh, you know, sorry, that was meant to sound more ironic than... <laughs> 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 yeah, he's not stupid if he wants to be godhood. He can't die. <laughs> So he's he okay. So I wasn't sure what his exact plan was. So he, they were gonna watch it, but then what? He was gonna kill himself or be a living no, god? No, I don't know exactly how he believes he'll become a god, but it's kind of right. The 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 um, you know, the shadows will do something and make me extremely powerful. Oh, like like you do when you see um, essentially he's thinking of them as genies. <laughs> well, you know, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Genie in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so he, um, so the court jester is mocking him and they all get kind of nervous, but he laughs and. Was he Mondo mocking goes, him? I couldn't tell if he, or if he just like ran into him. Because uh, uh, during the conversation, when um, the Emperor's talking to Londo. Uh, the um, jester's behind Cartagia mimicking what he says and yeah oh okay yeah, the not even dumbest has the <laughs> gesture gesture must have like just started if he's making fun of Cartagia no kidding yeah <laughs> they probably don't last that long <laughs> they hired right. the village idiot to be the court jester <laughs> there used to be an orientation for anybody working in the court like <laughs> well, like, something tells me, um, Minister, or uh, what, what's his name, um, Vrini isn't around on Narn because he seems to be the one who goes around and tells people, yeah, don't do that sort of stuff around the Emperor. We haven't yeah. seen him in a while. I, we haven't. 
Philando goes to check on some arrangements, and those arrangements are Jakar. Yeah. And he finds out that he doesn't have an... He's missing an eye. So, are they referencing that when he says... You know, when he does the whole, you know, my eye offended him or whatever, that's like a reference to the Bible? Like, if that eye offends you, pluck it out type thing? Mm. I don't know. So. It just reminded me of that. It probably was in the writing, but it's probably not meant to in right. the <laughs> not story. In yeah. Um... So Lando explains how the chains have been weakened so he can create a diversion before the execution so the Centauri can kill the Emperor, but he warns uh, Jakar not to touch the Emperor because that'll make things worse. Yeah, uh, uh, Jakar's kind of reached the point where it seems, you know, all this torture is kind of, he's come through the other side of it. You know, he's endured so much that it's right. Whatever happens, happens. I, I, I just it, it, it doesn't matter anymore, one way or the other. It, all, it almost seems as long as his people are free. When he said, "Don't touch the emperor," I was like, "Yeah, he's going to touch the emperor." <laughs> oh yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> um, so Lando goes to see the. Was this the jester's body being dragged away in Cartagena? Oh, I missed that. Well, yeah. Um, see the but, cap, yeah. is cap on the floor. Every time before I see this scene, I, I always picture that it's a head rolling. I, I, I always forget it's just a cap because... Yeah, that's what I thought at first, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, humor is subjective. <laughs> So later, Veer has a secret package, and <laughs> surprised no one followed him, but Lando was like, yeah, nobody thinks you're going to do anything dangerous. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's a dagger with a button in it that they has a toxin that's gonna, that could kill a Centauri almost instantly. So then they start having <laughs> a good laugh about how instant it is. Yeah, I can't remember. Is this the first scene where we find out um, Centauri have two hearts? Yeah. I think so. I think that's the first I remember. See, I didn't but... know if, like, you know, we had found that out before and I forgot. Yeah, they're related to Time Lords. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't remember. Did I know that from Doctor Who or did I know that from seeing <laughs> the show before? I don't know. Yeah, uh, and then they have a bit of gallows humor. <laughs> Not, no. Kill Londo. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got um, Jakar being paraded around, and Cartaja says that they um, replaced the chains because they looked weak. Yeah, <coughs> oh, like, actually, <laughs> yeah because of the start of this, you. As you were saying, there's even more Christ um, imagery going on here with yeah, um, Jakar being led through the streets and mm-hmm. falling at the feet of some nuns, giving them advice. And Cartagena passes judgment death by vivisection. So, sorry. So, <clears throat> he noticed that the chains had been replaced or basically he noticed that they were weak somehow. I don't know. They were made of paper or something. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he replaced them with stronger ones. So then when Jakar breaks them, it's like, you're supposed to be like, Oh wow. You know, Jakar is really. Yeah. He's really really determined. Yeah. 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 He went, he hoped out. Um, so yeah. So, he asked for he asked for Jakar's plea. Did he say anything, or did he just no, start? No, Jakar just started the chains. The chains. Yeah. Okay, so he starts attacking all the guards, and Lando rushes Cartaja away. So uh, Lando starts reaching for the dagger. Oh, okay. Sorry, that reminded me of something. I just can't. Hey, sorry. <laughs> so Lando. Um, uh, tells the emperor to be quiet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not give me right before an assassination. I know. So Cartagena punches him and knocks the uh, dagger out of his hand. And at this point, you kind of knew that okay, somebody's going to have to 
when they're fighting, you knew, okay, somebody's going to have to kill him for Londo. Mm-hmm. And so, since we don't really know anybody there except for Veer and Jakar, <laughs> and Jakar is busy, hmm. Yeah. So Kratajah gets mad and says that Londo's going to burn with everybody else, uh, but then he turns and finds that dagger's in his chest, and Veer has stabbed him. And he, he, there's a great expression on the Emperor's face at the moment. What? You? I know. You're the one? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hmm. That's kind of like, uh, well, I won't spoil anything for Angel. <laughs> You're the one who kills me? <laughs> Great acting by everyone in that scene. Yeah. It really is. And um, prior to this scene, there's no hint that it's going to end up being Vera kills the Emperor. No. I think it, yeah. So I was just going to say, you think, yeah, it's just another thing that Londo's going to have to deal with. Yeah. So Londo delivers the news to the court. Cartagia is dead. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone next sad. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Wow. Oh, can't believe it. It's so sad, so sad. Muttering, muttering. <laughs> so they, um, so they think it's, so they're saying it's a sign that they need to leave Narn forever. So Lando gets to keep his promise to uh, Jakar. And they need to get back to Centauri Prime quickly because the shadows are coming. No kidding. <laughs> well, the warlords <laughs> are coming and the shadows are on the planet. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, there, um, yeah. There's no... Sorry. No, no, you're about to say. Oh, there's no line of succession, so they need to... Uh, um, they need to... Prime Minister, so they name Lando Prime Minister so they can get a new Emperor. Yeah, another step towards Emperor. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Even more power now. Prime Minister Lando Malari. So on Babylon 5, uh, Lanier has some news to report, and this is when they're discussing what's going on and they keep interrupting Beer. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Lanier, yeah, definitely. It's he doesn't get much to do in this episode, but he makes it the most of it. So the shadows are destroying planets, hit and run style. <laughs> <laughs> so they get interrupted by a report from a white star, and this is probably see how the uh, the death cloud operates. Yeah, and who's in charge of the white star? None other than Walter White or <laughs> Brian Cranston. Yeah, Brian Cranston, it's so funny because I don't know if it's, it's completely just me, but sometimes, you know, when he's younger, he has this, like, Ewan, Ewan McGregor look. Check it out. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I get what you mean. <laughs> so, yeah, they're just sending missiles to the planet and burrowing through to the core. And this is where Garibaldi's like... Game over, man. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have any idea of how um, the ball and planet killer works, but the impression is it shoots an energy beam at a planet and it blows up, whereas this one, you know, the the death cloud thing looks a lot worse. It's just more... I mean, it's just more evil, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Grow to the planet. Well, it's also survival of the fittest. It's, you know, it's destroying the planet from the inside out. So if you're stronger, you'll stay alive longer. So (laughs) forgive me, because at this point I was tired. Um, So who was the one killing the planet? Was it the Vorlons or the Shadows? The Shadows. The Shadows. Oh, I see. And why were they killing this planet? Because it had a um, group of people on it who supported the Vorlons. Oh, okay. I missed it. Sorry. Yeah. Well, instead of uh, fighting against each other, they're just going and taking out everybody who supports the other one, so that in the end they'll be the only two left. Yeah, and and then they can start. And the then war they'll war have to fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. They basically yeah. then they start until, over. Yeah. Wait until other races evolve, and then they can use them. Yeah. That's then they can stupid, do it again. Stupid game. Yeah. They can't fight each other. It's and what are they going to do in the meantime? Watch TV? 
Yeah, they, well, they come up with uh, new, the Borlons come up with new ideas for different religions and for which <laughs> god they're going to be. And yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what uh, the shadows uh, do. Uh, shadows well, just sleep. Yeah, the yeah. shadows just go back to take, sleep. They take a nap. I like the shadows philosophy. <laughs> yeah, the, the Borlons are thinking too much. The shadows are just like, yeah, I'm going to hibernate. Let's wait until the Volons have actually sorted out a whole load of new races, and then we'll take them from them. Yeah. Exactly. Flawless plan. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> we'll just have our friends do our work for us while we sleep. Um, uh, oh, so yeah, Lanier knows where the Volons are heading next. That's what he's been trying to tell them. Coriana 6 over six billion people over and so they convened to discuss the strategy i think this where captain told the um what's his name erickson to yeah hang on i got something for you later oh. yeah that... and boy did he have something for him later <laughs> so i can't remember if um they talked about Coriana 6 before. I don't think so, no. Or if I just remember from watching the series before. I don't think they've mentioned it before. So, the Centauri have to get out of there eventually, but they can't find Lanier. So, Londo finds Lanier, like, <laughs> really drunk. And. I, I really enjoy this scene because it starts out typical funny Lanier. Uh, sorry, funny beer. Um. Funny Veer and Londo scene where they play off one another, and then the scene just turns and it becomes this great moment about Londo's friendship for Veer and how he feels about Veer, and you know, Londo giving Veer the talk, the talk he needs in order to get moving for a while at least. Yeah, Londo's. You know, tells Lanier he still have his heart, and, but he's lost his own. But he has some honor because he gets to keep his promise to Jakar. Yeah, I think that's the nicest we've seen Londo in years. So. <laughs> Maybe he'll start wearing some nicer clothes again. Mm. <laughs> we'll get a um, third jacket that starts to look a bit lighter, but isn't the um, old purple one. Maybe uh, a nice royal blue or something. <laughs> so the league not aligned worlds get to see the death cloud for the first time and they're they're appalled so he Sheridan says that they're gonna stand against the Borlons at Coriana 6 yeah and time that the shadows and Borlons fought each other instead of going after these again it's Adrazi in this scene who say yeah and how are we gonna do this <laughs> Every time they have a scene like this, it's always the Drazi questions the plan. They're so antagonistic. <laughs> they just want to fight each other. Yeah. They don't want to fight other people. They're like, come on. Uh, Let us get back to our feuds. <laughs> we just don't know that many other races, so it's like them or it's the, always the Drazi. vaguely human-looking ones. or Yeah. Mm. Pac Murat don't really say, you know, can not really speak English. Well, well, they just sit there and wiggle their tentacles disapprovingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> For reason I was thinking about Family Feud when you said, let's continue our feud. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That would be oh, amazing if see... they just had an episode of the game show. Let's just yes. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in the UK, Family Feuds is called Family Fortunes, our version of it. Uh, it's the same format, but yeah, yours has a far better name. <laughs> do they still do the weakest link in the UK? Uh, I'm bring that show not back. sure. No, no, we've got a uh, different show now that's kind of taken its place. Um, pointless, <laughs> <laughs> but no, the whole po- the whole game is based around obscure questions, and you know they'll ask. 100 people and if your answer is you know the lowest well you know the lowest amount of people answer the same as you or no people answer the same as you you know you get points also you try and be obscure well yeah it's try it's obscure knowledge oh, yeah I see. oh wow yeah it's quite fun as well because you know you've got 
the host who's answer, asking the questions, but you've also got a guy who's, whose job it is to basically say, yeah, these are the mo- more obscure um, answers you could have gone for, and these are the ones that no one answered, and, you know, these are the pointless answers you could have got. That sounds kind of fun, actually. It is. <laughs> and, and there's a nice bit of banter going back and forth between those two co-hosts as well, so that's quite nice. Cool. Um, so yeah, so the shadows... Yeah, so they know the shadows have to be tricked into uh, coming there for the fight, so while the League is watching, Sheridan calls up Ericsson on the White Starship and tells the captain to attack you know, the shadow base and to make sure that they get some false information, but it can't come too easily or they'll know it's a trap. So yeah. Basically, they're... It's nicely done of saying, yeah, sacrifice your life for us. They say that without saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um... He picks up on it. Yeah, I think and, he does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you've also got all the, um, League of Nungaland roles in the background looking shifty of, yeah, we've just been told the plan. Yeah. Uh, you right. know, look at us. <laughs> We're <fault>. sorry. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to uh, say? It's like, you can't really say no. So, like, alright. I guess I'll do that. He's a ranger. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Him and all the, you know, Mimbari. Not, I mean, he's answering for them, but... Yeah, it said they know what they're signing up for. Um, mm. Gosh, what I was going to say. Oh, well. <laughs> But yeah, they have to <coughs> die in defense of this. Um, yeah, did he have, Did he say he said he didn't have a wife? No, he said he wasn't like, married. Would he, would he? Would he? Would Sheridan have changed his mind? If oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, no, I, I just think he's kind <laughs> of he, it's right. Okay, right. You're not the, it, the way I read it is I right. You're not married. Okay, you don't have. You, it sounds like you don't have a significant other who you now need to call up and say, hey, I'm dying. Goodbye. She maybe is just trying to make conversation for a little while, awkward <laughs> conversation. So like, all right, go ahead, go. Instead of like, just go ahead and get on with it then. It's like, wives suck. <laughs> you don't want a wife. Oh, I had a wife one time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he might have had a husband. True. Yeah, he's like, that wait, was... wait, I, I don't have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I think that's why Sheridan actually asked, "Are you married?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm just going off of what we were talking about. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, uh, what do you actually make of their plan? Not just sending this white staff to do what it's got to do, but luring the shadows and the Vorlons together in one place. I don't know. I think that the Shadows and the Vorlons need to fight each other, because this is ridiculous, but I'm not sure that it would go the way that they hope it will. Yeah, we saw them fight in that one battle right before Kosh died, but that's been it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not just going to be the Vorlons and the Shadows there, it's going to be this huge fleet that Sheridan's building as well. Yeah. And, and a load of other first ones. Right, so who are they fighting in this battle exactly? <laughs> is everybody just going to fight each other? Yeah, who's who's with who? Like, is there two guys <laughs> or is there like ten? Is the fleet just going to sit back and wait for whoever comes out and attack them? <laughs> well thought out. <laughs> but like, okay, the Vorlons are so funny because excuse me, hold on. One <laughs> They're really fun. They're like, no, we're not going to help you. You know, we're going to stay out of it. And finally, they're like. All right, fine. We're gonna kill everybody. <laughs> it's like there's no, there's no between. No. Yeah. I think I found the guy who I was um, talking about named Kari <laughs> from Michigan State. I think it's the same person I was talking about in one episode. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I vaguely remember you mentioning. Because there's a football player named Cromarty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway. <laughs> So in the throne room, the Narn are celebrating, and Jakar is mad. He's saying, you know, this is the time to celebrate. And they try to make him their leader to go back and strike against the Centauri. And he's like, oh, Narn. Just overthrew a 
No, don't want to make another one. There was a nice bit of contrast uh, to Lando accepting his role as Prime Minister earlier. Yeah. In exactly the same place as well. It's... Yeah. So he says he will join the Kari again. He'll lead them, but he won't be a dictator. So one Narn is like, yeah, we've been suffering this whole time. What have you endured? And <laughs> just... He's like, I can barely see. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, given everything he's gone through to have this said to him, he did the only thing he could. <laughs> just laughs. Yeah, he do you realize how stupid that question is? It does a good, kind of crazy laugh. Crazy, yeah. maybe the wrong word for it. <laughs> so I guess he's so, not Citizen Jakar anymore? I don't know. I don't know what but, he is now. Yeah. He's in between. He is a so, walking joke. Eye joke. <laughs> There's going to be many jokes about eyes, I hope. Oh. <laughs> Just hope they remember. You know, spoilers for season seven of Buffy. Him and uh, Xander can get together. That's right. Uh, Yeah. Can have a club. Two good eyes. I know. (laughs) They can swap fashion tips about eye patches. What I I hope they don't mess up. No, I don't think that could happen because Andreas would know us. I hope they don't mess up and put it on the wrong side Mm. one (laughs) one time. So, on B5, they shared the final message from the ship. The shadows have taken the bait, and now they're going to have the greatest fleet anyone's ever seen at Coriana 6. And because everyone's leaving for this battle, maybe Corin can finally run the station. Oh my god. I know. I was like, oh, we're doing a commentary? Well, we didn't do a commentary, but like, oh, maybe... Clarence. And why did you call him Corwin? Yeah, who are you talking about? Sorry, it's a force of habit. Now we're getting to the part where he's actually been named on the series. It's harder to call him Clarence. Well, do it anyway. That's right. That's his name. It is. I know it is. It's... it's... Bad Ian. Penny every time you say Corwin. I mean, Corwin. I would like someone to compare this, the fleet, because, yeah, we are going to see the fleet. Spoiler. Um, to uh, this after fleet. all that talk, yeah, we better. <laughs> <laughs> compare this fleet to other fleets we've seen on other shows, like, the, um, I don't know, maybe some of the BSG battles and Star Trek fleets we've seen. See if it's the best fleet in sci-fi history. I'll leave that to the sci-fi professionals. <laughs> Yeah, I'm too. I'm not gonna. I'm not doing that myself. Well, you know, there's um, things out there that compare the sizes of all ships in sci-fi ever. Yeah, yeah. That. I'm sure someone must have done the same for fleets. So that's the end. Well, there was a whole thing with. Did we talk about the Veer and Londo scene where Veer is sort of pouring his heart out? Well, yeah, we did, but we, uh, we kind of concentrated on Londo's reaction. We should have talked a bit more about Veer's reaction because really that is, it's a huge thing for Veer. Mm-hmm. Melanie? <laughs> <laughs> well, my note says that last time we saw him drunk for seven, back in season two when Centauri Prime had decided that uh, he wasn't important enough uh, to yeah, Bilondo's attaché, and uh, then he didn't know what he wanted with his life. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's uh, quite a contrast to now, when he just uh, wants a quiet, humble life, and uh, yeah, that's kind of impossible after having just killed the Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not to say, you know, it's, you know, even though this had to be done... <laughs> He's taken a life and it affects him. You know, it's it's not just something he he's easily getting over. So this, I remember Sherry said something. Did he say something about a poem that was left for him? Yeah, he does. Yeah, so I guess that must have been Sinclair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's probably Alfred <laughs> Lord Tennyson or something. It, it was something like that. Yeah, it was. The, the shadow weapon was devised by Harlan Ellison. Hmm. Okay. 
maybe the Jakar losing his eye was based on Odin, who gave one of his eyes for the ability to perceive things beyond normal senses. Mm. There there are a lot of mythological (coughs) um, uh, uh, religious figures who end up losing an eye or get tortured and are able to see more clearly. Oh yeah, they do bring up the um, the reference to the Bible about the eye offending Cartagena. Um, when it first aired in the U.S., they accidentally aired season three's in music at the end, and JMS says it kind of worked. It was an accident, but it worked to their benefit. Art by accident, and it says Veer has surprised him the most. Um, well. He's talking about plans for, never mind. Uh, and he says that, um, it was going to be Londo up until two pages before the scene killing, I guess, killing Cartagena. Uh-huh. Then Pierce said, nope, I guess. I guess he's saying he changed his mind. Mm-hmm. He's saying yeah. his characters talk to him. And- yeah. yeah. Oh, no, he, the, the, he does. He definitely. <laughs> like- I mean, he, he, he said, um, in recent interviews, even now he hears, you know, Lando and Jakar having arguments in his head. So he's Cartagia. <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen when he... Um... Oh, no, I was going to say what's going to happen now he's written Sensei, but part of me thinks those conversations were maybe an inspiration for Sensei, <laughs> hearing voices in his head. There you go. The, um... Our, uh... Yeah, so this White Star mission has roots in W, um, World War II. <laughs> say WW. But, um, I remember when, you know, a lot of times when I watch an episode the first time, I'm not giving it my full attention because I'm planning on rewatching it, but I stopped what I was doing to watch the scene where he told him the mission and what he was going to have to do. And JMS says, I think a lot of this scene being moving had to do with the performance of the actor playing Erickson. He brought a real sense of presence to the job. <laughs> oh, little did he know. <laughs> yeah, 20 years later, he's winning Emmys. Um, there, um, why did the promo feature Erickson when he was a pretty minor part? I didn't hear about the promo until you did. There was actually a Lorien scene in that episode, but it Got slid a bit when we ran out of time. <laughs> um, I don't feel like he was just saying that Sheridan should have known that Erickson wasn't married, but I don't know. This saying that Rangers aren't yeah. typical. Yeah, they're not. I also he's a ranger, not military. I also get the impression that there's an awful lot of Rangers, and you know, Sheridan can't keep track of all of them. It's not like he, um, they're all like Marcus that appear on the show every single week. Except this week, ironically. Hmm. So that's Delin sent for that white star because so, it was in a good position, whatever. <laughs> anyway, do we have any quotes? I've got one. Lando, how fast does the poison work? Very, very quickly. He said almost instantaneously. Lando, almost yeah, how fast it almost? Uh, time enough for him to stagger back into the main room and cry out, Lando killed me. Hmm? Or maybe just enough for him to say, Lando killed him. Oh. <laughs> and then maybe he won't even get that out. Maybe he'll just go, Lando. Oh. <laughs> or maybe he'll be totally delirious and say everything backwards and say, kill Lando. Oh. I, I was just making a play on the... <laughs> Yeah, that works. I, again, I've got a um, beer quote from later in the episode, which starts out with, under, you're drunk. And Viz, well, absolutely, positively, oh, you're betcha. <laughs> <laughs> I have one um, between the Narnians and Jakar, and I'm going to read it like it's written. So, huh. okay, we must strike back. No, I never thought you were a coward, Jakar. We suffered and died during their occupation. Where were you? What have you endured? What have I endured? Ha, 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 ha. Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to read it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he actually just goes away laughing and goes, What have I endured? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I have the exchange between Londo and Jakar. Great maker, your eye. Cartagia? Uh, Jakar. My eye offended him. Doesn't matter. I can see things now that were invisible to me before. An empty eye sees through to an empty heart. Already the eyes jokes. Not not very funny jokes, but... Not uh, funny we'll, jokes. We'll get better. We'll get better. <laughs> the eyes have it. <laughs> <laughs> Any other quotes? Alrighty. Well, I have too many windows open. <laughs> Uh, so, who are our character of the week? Who is our human of the week? Um, the guy that's gonna get himself up? I don't know. Erickson. Yeah. Ranger Erickson. Yeah. Alright. Who's our alien of the week? Oh, it's got to go to Veer, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Veer. <laughs> Killer. Yeah, that hasn't been one. <laughs> Murderer. Yeah. Already. Yeah, too. Oh. Well, Lita has two, doesn't she? Yeah. Lita has two. Veer and Lita win the season. (laughs) This is going to be amazing. (laughs) So let us rate the episode. Want to start us out, Melanie? Yeah, I I like this episode. It's set up for that party at Koreana 6 and... It, the Centauri Prime story it's uh, pretty much resolved in this episode, which is why I picked it. Uh, I really like that uh, uh, last scene between Veer and Londo, where, uh, where Veer is uh, drunk. And, uh, I've rated this uh, 9.2 and bonus for uh, the, that scene with uh, Veer and Londo, pon- point 0.5 and Final rating, 9.7 assassination plots. <laughs> wow. Nice. What do you say, Heidi? Um, this one was hard for me because I really like the the stuff with Londo and Jakar and Veer and, you know, getting rid of Cartagia because he drives me absolutely insane. Um, but then the stuff on Babylon 5 was way more just set up and uh i know that that means that stuff will happen but stuff didn't really happen a whole lot there so um i'm kind of torn a little bit on this one i think i'm gonna go 7.5 out of 10 eye jokes (laughs) all right beth yeah uh yeah um I don't know. It was like okay to me. Um, I guess it was a lot of setup. I mean, it did, it did have some obviously, you know, plot development because hello, crazy guy is is gone. So that was pretty cool. Um, I don't really like long speeches, and there seemed to be quite a lot of them in this episode for some reason. Um, and I don't know. It, it was just me. It was just okay for me. I didn't. I'm glad we didn't do a commentary because it would have been hard. And um, I will give it seven, um, seven unmarried suckers. Aww. <laughs> oh, how about you, Ian? Yeah. Well, first of all, we wanted you to do commentary because it's the episode where um, Kataji dies at yeah. the hands of Veer at the very least, and just for that moment alone, it would have been worth a commentary. Um, and all the stuff on Nan or Narnia works because V's performance is brilliant. Londo's performance is brilliant. And Dakar's performance is brilliant. And then, of course, the Mad Emperor is a Mad Emperor. How can he not like his over the top performance? Um, so that's all awesome. And the stuff on B5 is pretty cool in terms of, it's for me anyway, because it's set up for, something I like coming down the road. Uh, seeing those places being put in motion works uh, and the scene between um, Avarava and Sheridan kind of gets overlooked sometimes in this episode, but it's a great Avarava moment. So I'm going eight and a half shattered glasses out of ten. All right. 
Yeah, I would like the episode, uh, especially uh, Cartage's death storyline. And I didn't, I don't know, the Earth, I mean, the stuff on Babylon 5, I thought it was pretty good as well. I didn't have any really major problems. It was good. Um, so I'll give it 9 out of 10 uh Dunce caps <laughs> rolling on the ground. Hmm. Yeah, I don't so know. That, this season, I, I guess it's just not really hitting. I don't know. I don't know why it's not really working for me yet. Um, not that I don't like it. It's it's fine. Um, but I haven't. Nothing has really grabbed me so far. I mean, the emperor is pretty interesting, I guess. But well, he's gone now. But um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know why it's not quite there for me. Because you're not involved in the uh, Sheridan and Delenn shipping. Well, that's true. Which, by the way, too much which of... oh, I do have to uh, say that I wasn't here to discuss it, but uh, that proposal could have used some work. Yeah, you could have practiced that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. You could have practiced it on Lanier. Oh, wait, no, Lanier. What yeah, like, no, no, no Lanier. That, that would be cruel. But maybe he could have got some tips from... I don't know somebody else. Wando has Wando has several wives. You could have asked him for advice. <laughs> oh no, no! I think London's advice would have just made it worse. Or would it? You're probably yeah. right. That Lando is pretty charming. Yep. So let's put on our court jester uniforms and head over to feed backland. Okay. Jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> First, we have an email from Victor. I'll take that. Victor says this was a packed episode in which Sheridan sets the stage for a decisive battle with the Vorlons and the Shadows. In any other episode, this would have been my A story, but it is overshadowed by the even more powerful showdown at the Centauri Royal Court. Lando has an elaborate plan to kill the insane Emperor, but of course everything goes wrong. And just when the situation appears hopeless, who leaps in to save the day but Veer? At this point, it is worth knowing that the newbies laughed when I predicted that Veer would assassinate the Emperor, and yet here we are. <laughs> oh. I remember that prediction, and I was like, what if that's the true one? It <laughs> seemed too outlandish. <laughs> Never doubt the accuracy of my predictions. Although Veer is shaken by the events, he still has his humanity, something Londo lost long ago. Not only were there so many great scenes between Londo and Veer, but Jakar gives one of his best performances too. What have I endured? In the end, the stage is set for the final battle at Coriana 6, although it's not clear to me whether the White Star Fleet will be fighting with or against the Shadows. Good point. <laughs> Who's fighting who? <laughs> Overall, this episode raised nine unlikely assassins out of ten. Regards, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Hey. Everybody kill each other. <laughs> um, okay, next we have an email from Anka. Um, this one seems like the shortest of the last. So I'll take this one because of my voice. Hi, down below team. Here's a short review of, to episode 4.05. It's a pretty intense episode, but lots and lots happening. All our favorite characters had their moments in this episode. Jakar, Fear, and Londo especially, while plotting to kill and finally killing Cartagia. The episode spends exactly the right amount of time on this storyline, but does leave some room for Sheridan and company getting ready and having to make hard decisions in the war against the Vorlons and Shadows. <clears throat> I love the little scenes between Fear and Londo. When the joke about how Cartagia could stumble into the throne room to yell Londo's name, or when they speak after Veer did what he had to do. Stephen First is very strong in this scene. Also, the scene between Breaking Bad star Brian Cranston and the Babylon 5 crew was just amazing. They have to send him into the fight with the Shadows to deliver the important information and draw the Shadows to the Coriana system. And you can see even the Drazi in the background is feeling sick to stomach about this. It's an amazing and fast-paced episode, but leaves some room for the small moments. I also like the little moment between Ivanova and Sheridan, although it is just a talking scene. Favorite quote, the whole kill Londo scene. Human of the week, I give it to Cranston for sacrificing everything for billions of people. Alien of the week, Veer, for sacrificing his innocence for billions of people. I give it 9.5 out of 10 dead emperors that yell, kill Londo. <laughs> Cheers, Anka. 
I think so. I don't think my watching it last night after going to a concert at midnight did any favors to this episode for me. <laughs> that probably affected my rating. I'll take those. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Greeting double O casters. Here's my feedback for The Long Night. This episode really continues picking up the pace from the last one. We open with the revelation that the shadows have their own answer to the Volon Planet Killer. Sheridan has gathered the largest fleet in known history at Babylon 5 to stand against them. Orlando is busy plotting with some fellow patriots to kill the Emperor and and save and save the high world. Not and save the high world. A bit of typing error, I think, there. <laughs> okay, Jakar, envious of Marcus. Jakar, envious of Marcus, Sheridan competing for the title of Space Jesus, looking to be confirmed as non-Jesus. Okay. He may not be able to walk on water, but he can break solid metal chains. Londo's attempt to kill Cartaza seems to fail, but Veer is present to do Londo's dirty work, as always. Interesting the way the shadowed version of a planet killer works. Nuclear explosions near the planet's core, ripping the whole planet apart. Mimics Epsilon 3's self-destruct mechanism, as seen in a voice in the wilderness. As this episode ends, Narn is free. Lando has become Prime Minister of the Centauri and is heading for Centauri Prime to fix Cartage's mess. And Sheridan, having set an entire White Star crew to its death to bait the Shadows, has set up a confrontation to stop the Vorlons and the Shadows dancing around each other. I see what you did there, Shadow Dancing. (laughs) Yep. Interesting end to uh, to the episode with Sheridan reading Sinclair's favourite poem Tennyson's Ulysses quotes of Vanova I was downstairs playing with my dogs and I know it's hard to believe but I even but even I play with dolls once upon a time Lundo they always wrap, overwrap these things you have to be a magician to open it and Lundo to Veer I cannot tell you that your pain will ever go away. I cannot tell you that you will ever forget his face. I can only tell you that it was necessary. You may have helped to save our people. You did a hard thing, but you still have your heart, and your heart is a good one. You would not be in such great pain otherwise. It means there is still hope for you, and for that I find I still envy you. Jakar? I did not fight to remove one dictator just to become another myself. Zalon? But the Centauri are a lost people. They are to be pitied. They are already on the course to self-destruction. They do not need help from us. Favourite characters? A human, Sheridan, alien, Jakar. Honourable mentions, though, Veer and Londo. A lot, lot of major performances online in this one. Episode rating, 16.5 out of 17 hours in which to save Centauri Prime. Yasso from the Netherlands. Um, that's, all, you know, must be close to 9 out of 10. Uh, people and your weird ratings. It's difficult to judge how, how much you like these episodes. It seems like a lot. Yeah, it does seem like a lot. Yeah. I would say it's at least 9.5, yeah. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Just doing the math. Yeah. 9.675. Something. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Yarsto. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take the email from Yan. Okay. Hello, down belowers. And if all is well, hello, old friend. Here is a bit of feedback for the Season 4, Episode 5, The Long Night. Cartagia goes to the Narnian homeworld to make a show, a trial, against Jakar. The conspiracy 
goes on with Veer, the ahem, harmless, purchasing the weapon, and Londo making arrangements with Jakar for creating a distraction. Jakar is paraded for his fellow Narnians, and I just love his enc- encouragement to them. Subtle, but insistent. Oh, thank J- you for putting Narnians. That's awesome. Yes, it's wonderful. Jakar breaking the ahem, unbreakable chains is one of the great moments of this episode, and not everything goes according to plan. Veer ends up carrying out the assassination. Did you expect that, dear ambassadors? No. No. Veer is, of course, devastated. Think about how lucky Veer and Londo are that Cartagia was so obsessed with becoming a god that he forgot to call the guards. Londo and Veer have some work to do on Centauri Prime in order to avoid a Vorlon planet killer attack. Jakar's reaction to the other Narnians' ahem, celebration is another great highlight of the Centauri plot thread. Sheridan is busy assembling the biggest and most diverse fleet in known history. The Shadows have started retaliation with their own version of a planet killer. This looks really bad. The Alliance seems to be up against both the Vorlons and the Shadows. Ouch. Kosh's answer to the old Emperor Turhan in fire looks like approaching very fast. Sheridan sends a White Star to investigate and later to bait the Shadows. But why does he want both Vorlons and Shadows in the same place? What does he have in mind? He is beginning to sound more and more like a Vorlon, isn't he? Favorites. Human, I will have to go with Ranger Erickson. Alien, Veer, could there be any doubt? Quotes. Um, we've done that to Car one. Cartagia, I was to be a god, you know. Uh, Jakar, we've done that one. The dictator on the throne. Um, Erickson, I don't think we did that one. Um, they're Mimbari, Captain. They know what they signed up for. And so did I. And is, uh, Ven E. I hope I said that close to correct. Uh, uh, almost. Uh, I mean, I've heard this so many times. I think it, it's Ilzar Veni. There we go. In Valen's name. Um, episode rating, 9 out of 10, Harmless Assassins. That's all for this time. Take care, because from now on, you have to watch the rest of Babylon 5, because there is no surrender and no retreat. And the <laughs> Babylon Lurker. Oh, thank you, Jan. Thanks, Jan. I just love that they're just... And Valen's name is just like for Sinclair. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. I know. Every time they say it, I'm just like, wow. So yeah. weird and time twisty. Now, every time I hear it nowadays after another podcast, it, it I always replace that with in Jeff's name. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> so, Will. Oh, sorry. My mic was muted. <laughs> We're like, uh, nothing. <laughs> So thanks for the feedback, everybody. But now it's yes, time for predictions. The next episode is Into the Fire. Okay, it sounds like maybe there's a, a, a the battle doesn't go so well. I don't know. <laughs> well, the way you said it, it, it just reminded me of the uh, Buffy musical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's sing. Oh, I want to hear. I want to hear Veer sing <laughs> Jakar. We've heard Jakar sing. Yeah. I mean, so, okay, we have to have, like, the battle next week, right? But, like. Yeah, that, it has to be. Like, we can't. We can't g- get all this set up and then we just, like, have some random thing. Like, they're on their way there. So. And we're only in the sixth episode. So, I mean, it can't really be the final battle. Well, no. Was it, it was it into the fire, Will? Is that what it was? Right. Okay. So yeah, is that so, like that phrase, out of the frying pan and into the fire? Yeah, it sounds like it. So, so whatever they do it. makes it worse. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I don't know yeah. that it... Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I don't know that it has to be like the big battle, but... Because yeah. up to now, the Vorlons haven't been, you know, they haven't seem like they're going to try to attack Babylon 5. Right. You know, they've just been sort of going to the planets where the shadows have had ships. So maybe they're like, oh, okay, now we have to deal with you, you know? Yeah. Or, well, or, you know, or something. in the right. opening, it really struck out, struck, uh, came, I don't know, I realized what they were saying in part of it, where they said, like, 
this is the year that I think it's like we took back what was ours or something. Um, now that could just be, that could have been like, like just a car cause they've got, you know, their planet back. But, um, but I feel like this war can't just keep going. I don't know no. what season five might be, but I don't feel like we're going to carry over this war again. I hope not. Maybe, and I know okay, we're just so, barely in season four, but <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever is takes over um, Centauri Prime, you know those little. Uh huh. You know we have to find out what that is. Right. Um, but I wonder now, like, okay, so Ivanova's supposed to go find more old ones, so maybe she finds the wrong ones, and they're like, well, it's just and everything or something or. You know, or they're even worse, you know, <clears throat> than the Vorlons of the Shadows. Yeah. Well, and you know, the thing was, was telling, uh, telling Sheridan not to go to Zaha Doom because whatever would happen is what brings it on. So I think that's probably Lorian. Lorian, yeah. He's a that something to do with him, whether what he knows or he's like evil and, uh, pushing them in a bad direction, something like that. Like, because that was the big thing. Do not go to Zaha Doom because then all of this will happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be more than just some, you know, benevolent first one that just takes weird form and follows him around. I feel like he's supposed to be the Yoda, but he talks way too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know, and when are we going to get back to the size? Because I'm really intrigued. I really want to know what's going on there. Garibaldi, you know? Yeah. And freaking Clarence. Come on now. Oh, we'll promise that Clarence does show up again. So. Oh, yay. I'm so glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Garibaldi needs to uh, get some issues worked out. I really want to know what's up with that. Yeah. So, Okay. Well, it sounds like an interesting one, so. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Uh, Melanie, thank you for joining us again this week. Thanks, Melanie. Hope to have you back sometime. Oh, definitely. And season five, if not later this season. Yeah. I picked up out some episodes in season five already. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with the long night. But until then, goodbye. Be seeing you. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. 